Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Whether you're looking to get on your very first store shelf or you're looking to grow your national or even international food brand, this podcast is going to teach you what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale a packaged food brand. Hear the food founder journeys of brands growing in their industry so you can fast track your food business success. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Ainsley, and today I'm thrilled to have Natalia Bojanic, the co-founder of Forum Nutrition, on the show today. Natalia, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Thank you very much for having me. We really appreciate the opportunity. Natalia, I'm a huge, huge fan of your product and love what you guys are doing. For anyone who isn't aware of Form Nutrition yet, can you give us an overview? What is Form Nutrition and what do you guys do? Of course. Well, first of all, thank you for saying that you love the product. I appreciate that. So Form is plant-based nutrition with purpose. We make vegan protein shakes and also nootropics. We are in the UK, the first brand to be a B certified corporation. And we use business as a force for good. Great. And like such a wide variety of products that you guys have. Um, And, you know, one of the things that I love so much about you guys, not just about the, like the product itself, is amazing, especially for anyone who's listening who've tried a lot of like vegan proteins, pea protein. Sometimes it doesn't work well with your system. This completely works, um, makes you feel great afterwards, which is fantastic. But like your products are phenomenal and your brand, like what you've done to really have your purpose built into everything, I think is just so strong. Um, even like your packaging is one way, uh, like very organic type of packaging that you have. And it really brings your your sustainability to the forefront of everything that you do. Can you talk a little bit about how has that come together? Have you guys been very, very intentional with everything that you have done from packaging to ingredients to giving back from the start? Or was that something that evolved over time as you grew in the business? A thousand percent. It took us nearly like one and a half years to come with our blends and with our brand. And I think with any new business, it's fundamental that you have both things aligned. Product is cake. You know, that's a well-known saying in the industry. But when I say that product is king, you have to go through so many different interactions to get a product that tastes good. And as you mentioned before, vegan protein normally tastes gross. And our challenge was to make a product that is plant-based that tastes good just with water because that was basically something that we could not find ourselves. So Damien Sung, who is our CEO and is our um, my co-founder, he he's not vegan, so he wanted to find uh, an alternative to whey protein because whey protein is not like, the best alternative for a lot of people that have skin conditions and they feel bloated, and also from uh, ethical perspective. 
uh, dairy it's not like the kindest industry to animals and what he noticed is that there was not a plant-based protein five years ago that tasted good just with water so that was our first challenge so at the same time that was important to get the taste right and the science right no compromise to the taste of the product. From my perspective, I, I come from a luxury background. I used to be a PR director working in the luxury industry. I also understood that it's important that we have a communications strategy, a visual that it has an appealing. So people that are not into veganism, people that are not into plain based nutrition, they will look our products and they will be intrigued by our packaging and hopefully the aesthetics elevates the whole category. And that's what we have been trying to do to create a delicious shake that happens to be vegan. So it attracts people to plant-based nutrition. It's such an easy switch to make to stop having whey protein, to have plant-based protein, but it's one that mostly people are not doing because one brand in their space, they can have a bit of a hippish look or they can have a tone of voice that is not inclusive, that is judgmental because if you're not 100% plant-based, you're not welcome here. For us, it's completely the opposite. We are trying to be a solution by presenting a product that looks good, that tastes good, and it does good, right? Because I also believe that it's important to be in the business and to think beyond your profit. I think if you are in a position to create a brand, it's intrinsic and it's part of our universal responsibility to do something for people who do not have the luxury of having 20 or 30 grams of protein in the porridge or having um, a supplement for your brain that is going to enhance your cognitive capacity. The charity that we work in the Gambia, for these people, boiled eggs and bananas are the luxury items. So it's, for me, it, it's not something that it needs to be celebrated. I think it's pretty basic that everyone doing business, everyone who is making an extra income commit to help alleviating suffering of others. And I, I do understand that ending hunger in the world, it's a massive mission. And unfortunately, with the budget, with the level of business that we have, we are not going to be able to do that on our own. But if individuals, if companies, if business have this grand vision, you know, the world would be like such a much better place. And in addition to that, it does gives us an extra motivation, not only us, but everyone involved in the business, knowing that there is a place in the world where people are living better because of our efforts. It's a really rewarding thing. Natalia, you have your values drive so much of the business. How did you even get to understanding what those values are and, and allowing them to be your North Star, as you said, allowing them to be your guardrails for everything that you do? 
I think finding your values, it's the most important thing that one can do for your entire life, not only for your professional life and not necessarily even if you're looking into setting up your business. Understanding what really matters to you and why it matters makes your life more meaningful. And that process is not a linear process. And I can tell you what has helped me. What has helped me was contemplative practices. So yoga and meditation. Yoga has been a place in my life for the past 10 years where I find the space to connect with myself. And meditation has been the place where I allow myself time to listen to the voice that doesn't shout, but it whispers. It's where I train my mind and where I develop the skills of connecting to my essence, to connecting with what truly matters to me. And I think from that place, you gain clarity. From that place, you gain courage. From that place, you establish connection, not only with yourself and with others. And I think that's why it's fundamental that people take up into practices that are going to give them that clarity of mind, that are going to help them finding out what is important for them. We live in a world, in a society, where we know more about fashion, more about food, more about beverage than we know about ourselves. So I think it is about time that we dedicate space for self-inquiry. It's about time that we dedicate space to search inside ourselves. And I, I say that not only because I'm a meditation teacher, but... I am a meditation teacher because meditation has truly transformed the way I live and has transformed the way I, I do business and the way I connect with people. So that would be my advice for everyone looking into truly connect with your values and finding your, your clarity of mind. No, yeah. that's, that's great. And I think, I think you're absolutely right. Like, organizations, it is, it's an opportunity to give back. And that is something that you guys have built right into your foundation from day one. And I think that's a really great example for people that you can do your part. We can make the world a better place, but it takes, it takes lots of people doing it. I, I, I would just correct, not correct you, but I just would offer a different point of view. We started doing when like before we launched and we launched this business without like massive investments we launched this business without a lot of people involved in the business literally at the beginning Damien and I we were still part-timers we were not like fully committed to the business at the beginning we we, we didn't have a lot of budget or anything but we knew that a small percentage of our sales represented a lot for this community back in the Gambia. So what it takes is, number one, finding an honest charity. 
with people doing great work. And once you find that charity, and, and Damien, my co-founder, had the relationship with Anita Smith, who has been managing the Banks and Hospital Pill for the past 27 years, you know that that funds, that, 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 that amount of money that we are able to provide are going to make a difference. It's different than helping a massive charity where in the end of the day, in order to have a real impact on people's lives, you do need a lot of money. So what I'm trying to say here is that you do not need to wait until you are a massive business. You do not need to wait until you have a big team. You do not need to wait until you have a massive budget to help people. You can commit to 2% of your profits to help people. And then, yes, one could agree, oh, I could be spending that in marketing, or, well, I could be spending that in having more people in my team. But once you have the experience of being part of something that is greater than just your business, once you have the emails, once you have like the the love and the warmth and the energy that comes from that people, I promise you that fuels you way more than any extra marketing budget that you can get or any extra person working in the business. And I, I think, again, that's in every single interview that I give. It's something that I highly encourage new founders to have built into the DNA of your company because that is something that goes a long way. Well, and I think you hit a really good point there where you can do something no matter where you are. And, and it's so much easier to do it at the beginning. That's already in your PL. You already know that is something that needs to happen. That's already built into your business, your DNA there. It's a lot easier to do it from the front versus five years down the road. And then maybe you are looking to... Maybe this is coming from marketing expense, or maybe this is coming from this expense. It allows people to just stay really focused on, no, this is who we are. It needs to be done just like everything else that we need to do. And you guys seem to be really good with having some of these core pieces built right into the business, giving back, deciding to be a certified B Corp, you know, making sure that you're sourcing the best ingredients with everything. Can you talk to me about what what led you guys, you and Damien, to really approach your business like that? Is that just built into the DNA of who you both are? Or were you like, hey, this is our chance to make an impact with product. Let's make sure that we do as many things as we can for the good. I think one of the most exciting things about being a founder, at least like in my view, right? is that you can build something that is a reflection of your values and your vision. And, and that's why form it is what the business is. Um, it's very easy for us to write mission statements. It's very easy for us to write why we exist. It's very natural to us to speak about everything that we do because it's basically an extension of who we are. And it's just so cool to be able to do that in a greater scale when you find other people who are part of your team and who are able to contribute with that vision. It's just like so 
I feel so lucky to come to work and have co-workers in my team that they have a similar values with me. When I used to work in corporate and I feel like the people that I was around did not reflect, were not aligned with like the same values that I had. And right now, coming to work is so much more fun, like discussing new ideas, discussing projects, doing the work that we do. It's way more exciting because it's an extension of who you are. And and I think who you are also keeps evolving and also believe that the more opportunities you have, you have to keep authentic and keep truth to the basic principles that inform the launching of the business. So our way of thinking, our mindset is still pretty much the same from five years ago. Of course, as we evolve, of course, as we grow, things have to be adapted But there's no compromising to what is core to our beliefs. And when I say there is no compromising, sometimes you do have to make uh, difficult decisions, say no, delay things in order to keep ourselves authentic, in order to respect these guidelines, may, may I say guidelines, but to really remain truthful to what we call a North Star. And I also believe that these principles have attracted people with a similar mindset, have attracted people who are in alignment with sustainability, are careful about the impact that they have in the world, have uh, an inclination to, to support brands that are doing good in the world. And especially within the supplements brands, a lot of the brands that are big and are doing business, they have a completely different strategy than we do. They have a very cheap marketing strategy that is based on playing on people's insecurities and telling them that they are not good enough unless they have a six-pack. And in order to have a six-pack, they need to buy all these products and they have like all these imageries of before and after and people looking super skinny. We don't have any of that in our feed. We don't have any of that in our communications. For us, supporting performance, it, it's just the beginning. We want to, to, to support the performance for people to be better human beings. And we believe that performance is personal. For uh, a CEO, it might be something. For a busy mother, it might be something completely different. But we are here to support your performance and you are the one defining what performance means to you. And I believe this is what makes the branding interesting. That's what resonates with people who are looking into supplements, not just because they are really fitness fanatics, but because they are looking for a convenient and a natural way of nourishing themselves. And when we talk about nourishment, we also like to elevate this idea of nutrition to be way more than a protein shake after the gym, but how you consume information. And that's why providing content that is useful, that is informative, 
that inspires people to make uh, good decisions, it's something that, again, from the beginning has been core to our business. We have a whole session on our website called Inform, where our content editor, Richard, he used to work for a really big uh, newspaper publication here in the UK, The Telegraph. We post content four to five times a week. We have a different range of contributors. Same thing, what we do in our social media is very curated and we, we try to be as helpful and as useful as we can. Yeah, I definitely get that. I definitely get that usefulness that you guys are striving to do and the the inform and educate and and inspiring people in some ways. I think that you are a form for inspiring people to become that ideal version of themselves in whatever way that means to them. Not necessarily with a six-pack, not necessarily taking nootropics so they can like do all these crazy things. It's to be the best version of themselves. And that is a completely individualized journey. Correct. Precisely. Can you talk to me about some of the some of the lessons that you guys have had in the business as you've gone through this? I feel like you've been really, really specific and really clear kind of from day one about who you are. These are our values. This is what our brand is going to be. When has that led you into a little bit of a challenging situation, if you will, that that you guys have had some interesting learnings kind of like coming back and looking at it from? I think in terms of like the challenges that we have, I I believe that when you know where you are in business, even if you have, I'm just going to give an example, okay? So when we change our current, our pouches, our packages to compostable, we also remove plastic uh, scoops from our pouches. And some people complained. Some people even like wrote to us demanding that we should be like posting plastic scoops to Norway uh, because they need the plastic scoops. And of course, like you, you don't want to be in business to 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 make people unhappy. You want everyone to to like what you do. But for us, it was really important to reduce the amount of plastic that we were producing for us. We, 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 as soon as we found a supplier of compostable uh, pouches, it made sense to eliminate all the plastic that we use. So we did. And that was challenging because we got complaints. We got people unhappy. But we had to stand by, by our values. We had to keep truth to what we believe to be the right decision to make. And for me, if that person who didn't receive her plastic scoop wasn't happy, then, you know, I'm happy to let that customer go because they're not in alignment with what we believe to be important to the planet. And therefore, I see challenges, less of a challenges if you are committed, if you have like very clear understanding on why you were doing what you're doing. I'm just trying to find another challenge or another complaint or something that has put us in a difficult position for having a very clear set of values. But I honestly, I, I can't. I can't. Maybe it will come to me during the 
during the podcast. But even though, for example, the fact that we have said no to a lot of money that was offered to us being invested in the business, yes, we could all have an easier life. Yes, we could have more money to spend in marketing. We could have a speedy growth if we had said yes to capital. But at the same time, we wouldn't be as resourceful as we are. We wouldn't have the creative freedom that we have. We wouldn't have the liberty that we have to try and test what we believe to be right. So at this stage that we are right now, I am really happy with even what can be perceived as a challenge because we are able to do things in a genuine way, we are able to explore and we are able to have a brand that we are proud of, where we don't have to compromise. So, yes, I, I see the challenges are actually all positive and, and never as, as a setback. You know, it's so funny that you talked about the scoop because when we were using the product in my household, you know, my partner was using it and he was like, Oh, I wish that they had a scoop. And I told him, I didn't even know this about you guys. And I was like, Well, I mean, they're really sustainable. I'm sure they wouldn't want to put a scoop in there. And like that is so clear. Like that's a clear example of the fact that you guys are so strong about your values. It comes across in everything that you do, that me as a consumer, it's like, it wasn't even a question. I was like, wow, this is probably why. And he's like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. Like you, you, it comes across in everything that you do. And I think for everyone listening, like that is something to take to heart. It's not just a mission statement. It's not just, you know, one piece of your packaging. It's literally in the DNA of everything that you do. And that's how you build true connection and attract the right people for your growth. Yeah, not to say that we are perfect. Huh? Uh, of course, uh, there is a lot that can be done to be improved. And I think uh, we would be complacent saying that everything that we do, there is no room for improvement. And that's precisely why being part of the B corporation uh, community, it's important because it holds us to a certain standard. Not only that, it, it inspires us to keep looking for solutions and it keeps us on our toes, right? And and we, we all need that. And as you said, all of that attracts the right people for the brand. We do understand that we cannot be everything to everyone, but we try to be the best we can possibly be for the people that are trying to consume in a more conscious way. So you guys are very clear in terms of who you're going after, how you're you're growing. Talk to me about how you found competing in an industry with competitors that are using inferior ingredients sometimes, um, completely different types of marketing sometimes, and and just going about a different path. You guys, you're really disrupting this in a lot of ways. Talk to me about how you've been able to break through from, from a marketing and connection perspective with your right audience. I, I have to say that when I look at similar brands, I wouldn't say even similar brands. I'm just going to correct myself. When I look at brands in the same space, uh, it makes me really sad. It, it truly breaks my heart because I, I see 
a bunch of people making so much money, not being responsible for what people are putting into their bodies. And I I find that unacceptable. And it also sometimes, to be like completely honest, does infuriate me that they are perceived as successful, right? They, they have like big business and big numbers. But in the end of the day, we much rather to be growing our business in a sustainable and organic rate and being able to, to sleep in, in the night without feeling any worries about what we are doing, without worrying what we are doing the plants. Not that I even think that the people that are behind these brands have any sort of like awareness on the consequences of their act because they're just like too self-centered and selfish to think beyond what is going to be benefiting themselves. But I just find that it's way more ethical and a moral choice really to, to think beyond yourself, to think in a way that you're not only benefiting from what you're doing, but how you're benefiting others. And in truth, that's really when you get the most benefit from anything that you're doing in your life. So what is, what's next for you guys? What's on the horizon as you guys continue to grow? Um, what can everyone be looking, looking for next from Form Nutrition? So we are adding... Uh, new products into our range and I wish I could be more specific on what we are launching but there will be new flavors there will be new blends there will be new capsules uh, in January so that's when we will be launching a lot of new products and we have been the market for like over three years and we have a very minimal range of products because number one to make vegan protein taste good takes a long time and we never put anything in the market until we are completely confident that this is something good. Of course, um, we're not going to be able to please 100% of the population, but at least we have to, to please a, a small amount of people that makes us confident in what we are launching. And it's the same thing with the mode of use of products. A lot of like Brands in this space, again, they have like so many products. They make nutrition so confusing. And having a more minimal approach of just offering to people what they really need, it's something that is important to us because that informs decision. You do not need to have like five different powders in your cabinet. You do not need to have like 30 different supplements in your life. You need good nutrition and you need well-sourced products. And that's why we are slow, if you may say, is slow and quite minimal with our product range. But we are excited that in 2021, there will be new products there. Our last launch was last year. So we haven't released anything new to the market for about one year. And we feel that now it's time. In addition to that, we are launching and expanding our our activities in the US. So in March this year, we start delivering directly from our website to the US. We are a UK brand and also we deliver to 
um, the countries in America, but you at, uh, in European Union, sorry. But America now, North America, it's a big market from us and hopefully very soon Canada as well. And these are the, the main focus for our business. Continue growing with our content platform, exploring new ways of connecting with our community. It's something that we are always looking for. And, and I think that will be like the three main things. Well, I'm sure whatever you guys are launching is going to be a hit. You are very intentional with what you put forward and you seem to really know what your audience is looking for from a nutrition perspective and from a life perspective. So I will be keeping my eyes out to when that launches. Yes, and it's, it's good that you mentioned that because a lot of the products that we are launching, it's because we have the, the demand of our customers begging us, asking us, why are you not doing this? Why are you not doing that? Why are you not doing this? And then we say, well, maybe we should, right? Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's try. Let's see what works. Let's see how we can innovate in that category because that's also important for us. Whatever we are bringing into the market, it's important there is a reason for people to be buying from us than buying from another uh, branch because, and that can be a flavor, that can be uh, a, an unusual combination of um, products and ingredients. But for us, just putting something in the market for the sake of having a product in the market is not fun. We want to be, as I said, intentional and we want to serve our community at the best ability that we can. And I think that's the beauty of being a direct-to-consumer brand. I think that insights and the connections that you build with your customers are amazing. That drives us to be better and better. And I also believe the fact that we are not a faceless brand also brings a added uh, responsibility to everything that we do because we will have like to be responding to everything that we put forward. It's not that we can just hide ourselves, but on the contrary, we like to be available. We like to listen to our customers. We like to be present as much as we can. And the life of like a co-founder of a, of a startup, it's never easy. But if there is one place where I renew my energy, if there is one place that encourages me to keep going, it is the community. It is the support that we receive from people that truly love the, the brand. Okay, I've got two more questions for you. First of all, what is your go-to product of your lineup? I'm sure you use them all, but what's like the one that you absolutely need? Well, <laughs> I know that's such a tricky question. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have children. So it's like asking me who is my favorite child. But I, I would say, so especially if I'm traveling, I, I love to have the little uh, compostable individual sachets with me so the flavor that I go to is tiramisu. So I love mixing tiramisu with just water. And when I'm doing my adventures, when I'm in a country where it's difficult to get like good plant-based nutrition, they are 100% my lifesavers. 
So I always have a 40 gram single sachet of tiramisu performance protein with me. So I think that would be um, a good answer. But on, on a day-to-day basis, you know, I might be making a smoothie with performance vanilla and maybe if I make a soup, I might use pure blend. But if you have to ask me, go to would be the performance tiramisu. Got it. I know that was a really tough question. You're right. It is like choosing from your favorite children there. So that's a tough one. Um, And then finally, just what advice would you give to anyone who is at the early stages of their food or beverage business, or even someone who's far along right now, but is, is just not in a place where they're feeling really great about it? What advice do you have for other food founders listening? Seek support. I wouldn't be able to do what I do if I didn't have a co-founder and I wouldn't be able to do what I do if I didn't have a team. And, and I think that's fundamental. I know that there are founders that they do that on their own and I commend them. I think that's really amazing. But I also think there are a lot of people who have so much to give, who are so talented, who could be doing an incredible favor to society by putting their products into the world, but who potentially are not being able to because of lack of support. I think it's this this idea that people have of founders and entrepreneurs that you need to do everything on your own, that you need to have everything figured out, that you have like to be super ultra-skilled and not realistic. And I think it does more damage to new business than good. Yes, there are, as I said, the one-offs, but there are way more business that have been built because people were smart enough to seek support. That is great, great advice. Natalia, thank you so much for sharing the story of Form Nutrition, uh, sharing the background and just your values that you guys have as a company. And I can't wait to see you continue to grow across the UK, the EU, and over in North America as well. Thank you. Thank you very much. Really appreciate the opportunity. And, you know, it's it's lovely connecting with you and with your listeners. Great. Thank you. 